What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More Sell More podcast. I am your host, Jeff Burlingame, joined by my co-host, Joe Marcou. Joe, you pumped about talking about this subject Let's today? Let's do this! I am pumped! Let's go! Joe's on another planet of energy, you guys, right now, because uh, he's in the middle of, like, a two-day mastermind. So he's just getting, like, ramped so up. And then I, I, I pulled him out of it to do a podcast, and then he's going to go right back in. So. Absolutely. I love it. And it's so great because of what you're about to tell everyone who's listening and and if you're watching on YouTube, what everybody you're about to hear in terms of what we're going to be discussing today is critically important because there is so much garbage that is being thrown at you. And what we want to do is we want to help you help others so you can make more money for yourself and make a difference in your lives. And the stuff that I've been learning it's like I'm going to translate like it's fresh, Jeff. It's fresh. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to there's definitely going to be some gold on the episode today, guys. Here's the big question for the day. The major topic that we're talking about leads do not equal sales. I'll say it again. Leads do not equal sales. That is leads equals more work. Yeah. Leads equal leads. Yeah. Leads (laughs) equals more work. Leads does not mean that you're, you're, you know, I need more leads. Do do leads put money in your bank account? No. Not inherently. Do leads actually add more time into your calendar? Right. Do leads create freedom? Do leads create freedom, Jeff? Nope. Nope. (laughs) leads are the old ball and chain you guys why are we chasing leads so the big question that you need to ask yourself today every single episode what do we do we give you a big question to ask yourself be introspective look into your business look into your systems look into your people and find a solution or just come to some sort of understanding about the main topic that we talk about today which by the way is episode 19 and we're just cruising along we got some guests coming in in future episodes as well, you guys. So stay tuned for that. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a five-star review if you're enjoying the content. And also join our free Facebook group, Help More Sell More. Look it up, link will be in the bio as well. And we'd love to see you there and engage with you in that group. Now, the, the big question that we're asking today, Joe, right, is are you chasing leads or sales? And you could you could think of it this way too. Joe brought up a great point. Do leads create freedom? No. Are you chasing conversations about your business? Are you just chasing the opportunity to talk to anyone and everyone? Essentially, are you jumping on a soapbox in the middle of the mall? Well, I guess malls are dead now. Are you jumping on a soapbox <laughs> in, in the middle of a large group of people, like at a concert or something? You're not even the one on stage. You're just taking over with a megaphone saying, hey, I want to tell you about my business. How many people in that audience would actually be the right high quality person for you? Like it's a good fit for them, you're, you know, and vice versa, and would be qualified, like have the money ready to spend looking for your service. The chances of that being a high percentage are extremely low because you're just shouting to a mass audience. This is what Facebook marketing is, you guys. Think about it. Have you ever been through, now I'll go back to the mall for a second. I wanna go way back in the day when malls were actually populated. I actually had this conversation on another podcast that I host last night. Um, and Chaz is laughing at me right now because this was like our whole intro to that, to that podcast yesterday. But I want you to picture this. 
it's 2003 and you are walking through a very busy mall in which there is no vacancy. All of the storefronts are open with actual stores selling goods. The mall is very populated. You're walking down the middle and then you see in the middle of the aisle uh, a kiosk. And at that kiosk, there is a gentleman who is just randomly spraying rags and saying, smell this perfume. Are you looking for perfume? Or are you walking through the aisle to try to get to the actual store you came to that mall for in the first place? Are you going to buy the perfume? No. What am I going to do? I'm going to bat this guy away and be like, dude, leave me alone. I don't want your freaking perfume. Or better yet, I had one example where a dude was using uh, exfoliating cream and he would he tried to grab my hand. Like, and this is this is like a ridiculous sales tactic that these guys wow. are taught. He tried to grab my hand and put the exfoliating cream on it. And I was like, what? This is assault, my friend. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Let me pull out the laser sword. <laughs> I will take your hand for this. Hand. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so ridiculous, you guys. So th this is, it sounds funny, right? It sounds crazy. And, and maybe, maybe it's not that crazy. Maybe you were that person. I mean, it's a job, right? Like we've all had that. I handed out, uh, you know, it, brochures for gyms in the mall a few times. Okay. So I get it. I've been there. Is everyone in the mall looking for a gym? No, they're just at the mall, man. So how do we get more direct marketing efforts? How do we get in front of the people who actually are ready for our service, have the money to spend on it and are actually looking for us? And That's what you got to be thinking. There's a statistic that I recently heard and it's, and from where is, is, is quite honestly at this very second is irrelevant. The, the relevancy of it though are the numbers and there are now buyers and then there are future buyers. And then there are also never buyers. <laughs> like yeah. There are going to be people who are never interested in what you have to offer. Just never just know that. Joe, like, if I can, if I can jump in there, that's a distribution, that's a distribution curve, you guys. So if you guys are familiar with distribution curves and statistics, there's a 20, 60, 20% range, and it's a graph. So it actually goes up like a little arch. If you look at this, just Google it. 20% would be those never buyers. 20% would be like, I don't care what you say, I'm probably going to buy anyways. And the mm. 60%, the 60% are the ones you can actually influence to go one way or the other. You can make up my mind for me. If you're poor at sales and objection handling, I'm probably a no. And if you're great at that and you do a good job of finding out what my true needs, wants, desires are, and you connect with me on an emotional level, you can probably sway me to buy. But well, who are the who are these cold leads that we're chasing, right? Well, oftentimes so they're the never buyers. They're the never buyers. So if you think mm -hmm. about it, if you really just separated it down to two numbers, 85 for the, the number essentially is 85% of the people are not buying from you, whether it's not buying you, like they're not buying from you right now. There's roughly mm -hmm. 15. I, the number I had, Jeff, was 15% are, they're going to buy now. And the, mm -hmm. it, within that 15%, there's a percentage that they're going to buy from somebody, anybody. They just, they're just going to buy it. Okay, yeah. they're already like the, the 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 decisions made. So th this is the thing that I have a, a challenge with, and and you know this could probably be another episode. And that is, are you an order taker or a cashier, or are you actually a sales consultant slash professional? Because yep. if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this show, you want to be able to improve your skill set so that you can actually help people to get them to the best 
option you have to offer. If you've never heard me say this before, you want to go best, better, good versus good, better, best. Yep. It is your obligation as a trained sales professional. And again, not to sell something that people don't need to sell them or to persuade and influence them to get them into helping them into something that they are going to get the best value and results for what mm -hmm. they are looking for, including if they tell you, I don't have the money, which nine times out of 10, they do have the money. They just need to be shown and AKA convinced, influenced and persuaded of the value of what it is that you have to offer. So there's a small right. percentage of people. So the question here and the purpose of this particular podcast today is, are you chasing leads only to be able to create more work, more work, more work, or are you actually getting the right qualified people so that you can make more sales? Because my question to you is, are you measuring your metrics? It Like, let's say out of a hundred people, how many mm -hmm. people are actually buying from you on that first call or do you yeah. have a two call process? Because if we're just going to say, let's say you have a one call process and you only close one or five. I just recently had a conversation this week, Jeff, to two groups of people and mm -hmm. their number. And I'm looking at it right here. I don't have to say who it is. Their numbers are 15 people out of 100. So I wrote down, you realize wow. that 85 people out of 100 <laughs> are not buying. And then the question is, what are you doing with those people? And how much Nothing. work? How much work is was involved? Like yeah. imagine if you did. So my question is, do you want to do eight? Like, do you want to do a hundred demos only to be able to get 15 to hop on board? Wouldn't you like to do 50 demos, mm -hmm. be able to get 40 of them on board? Like, do the number. That would be 80 out of a hundred as opposed to 15. And so that's the question. Are you creating more work for yourself? And then are you, are you blowing your budget and most people don't even have one. Are you spending your money <laughs> senselessly on, yep. hey, I'm going to get more leads. And you don't even know what the hell you're you know, you're doing, right, Jeff? I mean, geez. yeah. So let me share a story time. Let's jump into I that. Can, I can imagine what this story is. <laughs> I think you I know think exactly know. what the story is. Uh, I'm going to share a time when I chase the leads instead of the, uh, you know, the slower but better organic, high quality, more qualified uh, potential clients for myself. When I just chased the numbers, and this was extremely recently, I did this with Burley Sales, which we recently changed the name of to Burley Sales Coaching, in case it wasn't clear enough that we do sales coaching. <laughs> this, this is how things happen, you guys. It's, it's evolution of a business. Um, so what happened was I made the mistake of hiring an advertising firm. I said, you know what? You know, they promise leads. And, and this is a cautionary tale, you guys. Just hear me out. Um, the, for me, it's when it comes to entrepreneurship, I actually enjoy failing. I love failing. I love making mistakes. I love doing the wrong thing. I'm okay with spending a thousand dollars and just watching it literally go bye-bye down the drain uh, and do absolutely nothing for me. That's totally fine because it's a learning experience and it's cheaper than college, my friends. And mm. I did that too. So uh, when it comes to this, scenario. I hired an advertising company. I am not going to drag them through the mud. I'm not going to name them. Uh, I'm not happy with them, but I just don't believe in just beating the crap out of people on, you know, any public forum like this. So what happened was I hired them. They promised us leads. You know, if somebody out there is promising you guys leads, they're probably lying. You can't promise that. 
how can you how can you guarantee that the just the algorithms uh, the the way that Facebook advertising is set up and changes every single day there is no possible way to guarantee leads I'm sorry we can guarantee you improving at sales because that's you like you're not a Facebook algorithm we know that if you follow the right methodologies and you practice and you role play, you can improve doing that through burly 100%. sales coaching, through the dojo. We can guarantee that and we have price guarantees for that. Yep. That said, you cannot guarantee that a marketing strategy is going to work because let's say, let's say that they do get you leads. What are the chances that they're high quality leads? Pretty low. Like if, I, if I'm going to go out and guarantee I'm going to get you 20 leads, Guess what? They're going to be trash because I'm just going to do everything I can to scrap to get a number to give you the guarantee to say, I got you the leads. Are you yeah, happy? Meanwhile, with them? you're you're living in care. North America. And then and then you got somebody from Bangladesh who's getting mm -hmm. on the phone call with you. And yeah. again, I'm not knocking anybody from Bangladesh, but the odds are <laughs> that they're not going to work with you. <laughs> either, I mean, you're on the other side of the world. It's, they're in a different yeah. time zone of 12 hours away. They're in a yep. different income area. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, and mm -hmm. trust me, there are marketing companies that are going to say, yeah, I'm going to get you leads. They're not quality leads. And like Jeff mm -hmm. said, and I, I'm, I'm pumped up about this, Jeff, you know, if, if unless they provide you tracking mechanisms and a 100% right. money back guarantee right. so that the leads are good, don't go there. And this company did not do that, you guys. So basically what we did, we signed up for three months with them. I said, you know what? End of the day, it's $1,000 plus, you know, cost of Facebook ads. I'm going to be likely out two grand if I do the whole three months. And we'll just have completed an experiment. Like, I'll see if it's worth going with an advertising firm. And it's funny, like, Joe and I talked with our, our mentor the other day, Jay Williams, and he was like, yeah, never do that. So thanks thanks for the uh, the coaching there, Jay, as well. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Jay. <laughs> appreciate that guy uh but like <laughs> the funny thing was i went with them we only did two months i canceled this week i told them i'm not paying the third month i'm sorry done deal they didn't have a price guarantee they got me you guys they got me in two months do you want to guess how many leads i got from this company i know how many joe uh rhymes with hero <laughs> uh looks like the shape of a cookie uh, or a goose egg. A big fat goose egg, you guys. They got me zero leads. You want to know what this company said when we said we demanded that they cancel us and we don't pay the last month? They said, I bet you can guess this too. This never happens. This has oh, never yeah. happened before. Uh -huh. Like, you guys are just, something's wrong. And I was like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, are you kidding me? This is the most ridiculous experience i've ever had they seem so thorough up front so invested and, and like they did market research and, and they put together like some ads for me and the copy looked good and the pictures looked great blah 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 and then when it came time to get leads it didn't work at all i'm like what the heck is going on you guys that was my fault because i chased the leads i stopped worrying about just putting the work the effort the energy into my business to get my message out there to communicate with the right people qualified to purchase that are high quality clients in the right places like not just instagram we're not talking about that we're not you know maybe a facebook group like that's a start but like where are your people how can you communicate with them more directly i tried to take a shortcut and guess what you guys there is no such thing as a shortcut in business 
I'm sorry to be the one to break that to you if you haven't heard this before. There are no shortcuts in business. And these marketing companies want you to think that there are. There aren't. No, there isn't. And, and, and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> I don't yeah, care. Well, and, and Jeff, you're nailing it on the head. I mean, you know, the fact is anybody who's been in business, the, the idea that people will say, hey, man, you're an overnight success. Uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah, I, there's the idea of an overnight success. Even companies like Facebook had mm. a significant amount of time in terms of their buildup. Now, granted, their yeah. buildup was gargantuan. However, you know, and there were some serious brains behind it. And there were more, it was more than one person. There's a lot of people that are listening to this right now that you just want to improve your sales, yeah. right? So you want to be able to, you know, help more people so you can make more sales. Just remember, you can chase the leads. And what Jeff is talking about is where companies are out there and they're saying, do you want more leads? Do you want more leads? Do you want to be able, you should be ever advertising with us. Hey, come and put it. Your it's predatory, man. It's, it's predatory it's marketing. And that's the so problem. <laughs> you got to remember, and I've got some notes here. You got to remember there's five no's that you got to consider when you're looking at a quality lead. And there's some, there, there's going to be, these are the things that are going to take people off your context of lead list. Number one, they don't need what you have. No need, right? Mm -hmm. they, 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 they're, they're either qualified or disqualified. So there's no need. There's no urgency. So they might not, they might be, you know, they, they, they might be part of that 85% of like, man, yeah, I'm, I might consider what you have to offer. You know what? Like there's no urgency for them because they're, they're not into it or there's no desire. They weren't even like, on the market. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So there's urgency, there's desire. Then there's no money. There are mm -hmm. legitimately people who just will not step forward. Like, listen, there are things that I desire and I'm not crazy enough and, and, or not in that position of like, I'm disciplined. So I know I am not going to go into, for example, an Aston Martin dealership. Do I want an Aston Martin? Yes. I'd love one. I'm not going to go spend the money on an Aston Martin just right. yet. Right. It's just, it is what it is. And finally, there's no trust. If yeah. you don't, if people don't have the need or have the urgency or have the desire or have the money or have the trust in you, they ain't buying from you and those leads are going to suck. So just remember, you still if, if you still have to look at if you're starting out, whether you're starting out in sales or you're starting out in your business or you have another another goal that you want to hit. And this is something that was talked about today in the mastermind, which was this. Goals are great. Just like leads are great. Goals are great. If you don't develop the systems right? Or the, what I like mm -hmm. to say is the habits. If you don't have the habits, you'll never reach a goal. Like, let me ask you this for those people that are into health and wellness, for example, what's, what's better for you to say, I've, I'm going to, I have a 20 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds goal or have a system in place, an actual system in place where you're eating right. You have an, you know, you have an, nutrition system and it's a plan you have an exercise system and it's a plan what's going to get you to that losing is it just the goal or the system and habits yeah goals don't really amount to anything if you don't it's plug in a good system or good habits behind it pile you, you want to be a, beans. yeah you want to be a millionaire i mean cool right. that's the end result what are you going to do to be a millionaire exactly what habits are you following
You don't tell you me, know. well, I need more leads to become a millionaire because you know what? <laughs> you I'm don't. Yeah, the answer to that is you need you need to build your skill set. You need to mm -hmm. build your community, right? You'll have you'll have you'll have again. I'm not suggesting that people don't start in in any type of sales funnel as a lead in the top of the funnel. That is not what mm -hmm. Jeff and I are suggesting. We're suggesting that why do a shit ton pile of crazy work because being busy does not mean you're being productive. Yep. Being busy is not productive. I would rather you be productive. And listen, if you guys really want to get down to it, you know, rich people don't trade their time for money. They, what the rich people do is they buy their time with money. Mm -hmm. And so I would rather you be productive and turn around and go, Hey, you know what? I, I worked four hours today and I made way more money in comparison to years ago where I worked 18 hours a day, didn't have any quality mm -hmm. time with my family. And I was scraping my nails because I was chasing leads. Mm -hmm. You don't have to chase leads. Let, let me give you guys another example, just, just to really help this sink in. Right. I want you to think about this conversion. Conversion is what matters. Absolutely. So if I gave you 50 leads and you converted five, or if you organically generated 20 and you converted 15, what's obviously better? The 15 from the 20. Yeah. You know what? You know what took less time to deal with? 20 leads versus 50. Yeah. Now, here's the example. Back in the day when I was running my gym, uh, we did the same thing. Like, listen, you, you got to learn from your mistakes and then try to remember that you learned from those mistakes already. Okay, hear me out, though. Uh, I chased leads when I was at my gym as well. And one of the examples of, the, of these times that I was definitely making a mistake was when I signed up for a company that offered a six-week challenge. Now, for the gym industry, you've heard this. You get it trainers, coaches out there, you get it. The six week challenge, you will love it or you hate it. Most of us hate it after we've done it though. You know, you go through, you learn from this experience. The problem with the six week challenge is that it's a specific beginning and end date. And it's very hard to keep those clients as long-term clients, which is much more valuable than that six week period. So we'd get them in, this company would generate the leads. They do the ads, generate the leads. They would take a cut. And, you know, it was my job to convert as many of those six week challengers at the end of the six weeks to long term members. And the expectation was 20 to 25% would be great conversion. Think about that. Mm. So what I would end up doing is we'd have this, it, it was like everybody, it was a big group six week challenge, we'd all run through at the same time. And uh, this company is defunct, by the way, at this point, and six week challenges are all but dead. So just let that sink in too. But we did this for two years straight and we ran about seven or eight of these challenges. And during that time, we would bring in like around an average of like 75 to 100 women. It was a women's only challenge through this six week program. I retained zero after two years. I might have converted them to quote unquote regular members for a period of time. But at the end of two years, after doing all those challenges, I retained zero as a long-term member. Why? Because they signed up for something totally different. They weren't actually looking for me. They were looking for a quick fix, a quick change. I gave them that through the six weeks. 
I persuaded and influenced them to do the longer term membership because I knew and you guys know six weeks is not enough to make a change and make it permanent. That's not realistic. But that was the idea sold to these women by that company. So by me chasing the leads, you know, you create a space in the market for companies like this to exist and they're predatory and they prey on your need for leads which unfortunately has a negative impact on your ideal clientele or on just a, a sort of random bystander clientele that actually wasn't looking for you at all. Because you, you draw them in, they do the six weeks, you, you know, can't get them into long-term, they don't make long-term habits, and then what happens in their head? They go, six-week challenges are the devil, and fitness yeah. is the devil, and now I don't right. want to do that stuff anymore. And you break them. I have probably broken, and, and I feel this all the time, you guys. This hurts. Like, I probably broke quite a few women through that program for fitness. And that's my fault. I own that. Because I was chasing leads. I was chasing just the, the quick fix for my business. And at the end of the day, I'll tell you this. We hit a time at the end of that two-year period where I stopped doing the challenges. And this is where it really hurt. It really sank in. I lost all of those women. It was about 40 uh, women in total, which at the time was 30% of my membership. Wow. In one, in one month. In one month, I lost 30% of my membership. That's. So, I mean, if you guys are listening, if you've ever lost even 5% of it's your revenue in a ass. month, it's insane. The thing that you said there, Jeff, and I think it needs to be reiterated for everybody, and it, it, is that listen, we all need leads, and the key here is what kind of lead, or what the way yeah. you said it was quality lead, and you know the the exercise that I want to encourage people to do, if there's going to be a take home from today, because again, we're not suggesting that hey, just sit back and wait for people to come in and sell them. Because again, we don't want you to be a cashier. That's not what we're saying. You're not an order taker. The key here is. What is your customer avatar? Mm -hmm. Organically, if you know that birds of a feather flock together, the person who bought from you, right? And they, they see the value in terms of what you have to offer. Do the customer avatar exercise. Who are they? And get specific. Because Very. now you can target the appropriate people to sell. We the point of today's podcast is how can you be more productive in your sales approach? You mm -hmm. can take, you know, like there's a gun that like sprays out everywhere and you're not going to, you know, you think, yeah, I'm going to shoot everything. Well, it's a you know, shotgun what, versus sniper. Right. right. So the shotgun approach, yeah, y y you might, you might hit things, but you're not <laughs> killing anything. So yep. the, 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 right. It's so, so it's like, what's the point? You, you might be making a lot of noise and, and really what you're doing is you're spending a lot of money and what Jeff and I want you to do. And we're not suggesting that marketing doesn't work. Of course it works. Right. What yep. we're saying is if you have the choice, wouldn't you want to be able to close more? Because here's the thing. Sales, sales is the lifeblood of everyone who's listening's business period. It's not lead gen, it's closing, it's conversion. So if you come down to it, what do you want to do? Do you want to work more? Like if at the end of the day, if you, let's just say you're a, you know, you're a salesperson and you're making six figures a year. My question to you is, do you want to get more leads and make the same amount of money? 
Or do you want to have fewer leads without increasing your retail and or increasing your commission? I'm saying increase your conversion. So that mm -hmm. means you work less and make the same amount of money. That to me tells me you're ahead. Yep. Then the next step is, hey, what if I put in the same effort level and for the leads, the conversion rate, I go from closing 15 to 30 out of 100. Well, guess what? You, you, your lead gen doesn't change. What's changed is your conversion, which means your skill level goes up, which means so does the impact you make. Here's the thing that a lot of people forget, and this is why I'm a big believer in doing what we call in, in lead cycles, uh, the buyer form, which means when you have a, a bigger number of buyers, your lead generation goes up because of the level of birds of a feather flock together testimonials and referrals you get. So if you do a better job of closing sales, of conversion, you will have more leads from the people in your tribe, from those existing customers. And that's the point that Jeff and I are making. It's not overnight. The whole thing that I said earlier, hey, you're an overnight success. No, what it takes is, it takes you that building that relationship with the people that you've sold to and maintaining that relationship and then getting to a place where five words, who do you know who? Who yep. do you know who that would also love to get the results that you're getting from what we have to offer? I would, I would really appreciate you if you could introduce them to me. Do you, if you're, if you're delighted with what we have to offer, then wouldn't it make sense that you introduce them to us so that we could delight others too? We could help those people too. That is what's going to make the difference as opposed to let's spend a shit ton of money and see how many people we can get in the funnel only to create a crap ton of work. So I don't yep. get to see my kids grow up. Yep. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? It makes that, no that, sense to me. That's such a great, a great point. Like the other correlation here or, or lack of causation, you guys is that the more money you spend with Mark Zuckerberg over on Facebook does not equate to the number of leads. You spend nope. five grand, you don't get five grand worth of leads. You can spend like me a thousand dollars and get zero leads. And it's not even the first time I've done that. I've tried making ads myself. I've done it before. I've had successful ads, uh, but there are multiple examples where I've had unsuccessful ads. And again, to Joe's point there, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but why not bring it up at the end of the episode? Uh, marketing is not a bad thing. Marketing is not exactly. the, the devil here. That's not what we're saying. Uh, what we're saying is quality marketing is better. Yep. So if you don't know who your avatar is, you have zero business doing any paid advertising. I'm sorry. Like that makes no sense. You don't know who you're advertising to. There are so many ways to just zero in on and get extremely granular with Facebook ads to and retargeting campaigns. Like if you don't know who you're talking to, don't do paid ads, please. Just stop right there. Don't hire an ad agency because they don't know who you're talking to and you don't know who you're talking to. So nobody knows what's going on. You're just poking around in the dark. This makes no sense. Start organically start by trying to figure out who that avatar is who are they how old are they male or female uh you know and, and like what do they do for a living do they have kids are they married unmarried uh how many hours a week do they work what are their preferences what do they like doing what are their hobbies are they active or inactive they you know mostly spend their time inside or outdoors you know those are the things you need to understand like that granular and more mm -hmm. how much do they make 
Where do they live in your area? Specify by zip code. You know, you have to really dig in and understand exactly who this person is. Otherwise, you have no business doing any sort of outside marketing. Stay internal. Work on your referrals. Who do you know and who? Play, play that back. Play everything back that Jeff just said. Like, rewind it and answer all those questions. Answer yeah. the question, where do they hang out when they're not in your location or on, mm -hmm. on the phone with you or on a Zoom call with you? What do these people do and who else do they hang out with? Are they are they interested in, in other things? Then the other thing from, from there is, you know, what, what are ways that you could get in contact with them at an extremely low cost? Email marketing, hey, there's an example. <laughs> what about getting leads from a joint venture partnership? Do yeah. you want to blow your brains out from getting leads online like like Jeff, you know, attempted to do? And there's nothing Tried. wrong with that attempt. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the attempt. Right. The question here is don't get caught into this, you know, magical, you know, rainbow unicorn BS as opposed mm -hmm. to getting into, hey, you know what? I know this guy. He's got the, the, this business. And I'll use Vince Del Monte as the example, right? Mm -hmm. Vince. Del Monte, Craig Ballantyne, these are people that I associate with. I'm in, I'm in Craig's mastermind. Why? Well, because Craig, I've gotten it. Be, I, I pay to get close to people who are also successful. And guess what? So do other people. And they send me pe people my way. So the, you know, there's, there's, there's a question of proximity. Are you willing to pay to get close to other successful people surrounding right. yourself with the conditions and, and, and people that you want to produce? Now, you have to make that investment and you've got to build what? The relationship and prove that you do what you say you do. And then you can provide affiliate marketing. You could provide, hey, listen, if you send me, you send me a lead, I'll give you an, a bonus. Or you become yep. joint venture partners where if they if, if there's this is what's really cool there are some people that believe in what jeff and i do so much that they they're coming to us and they're saying hey you know what i got like an actual avatar list let's go over it and they tell us who yep. their customer avatar is and they go listen i would love for you to help these people and what we what i want to do is if i introduce you to this list of people that know like and trust me, and I tell them to take your program or buy from you, I would just simply like a piece of the action. Well, my answer to that is, there's, you're, I have zero work here. So I don't yeah. have to blow my brains out with marketing. And uh, are, I'll tell you what, I am more than happy to provide a, per, a, a portion of the proceeds to that person. Yeah. And guys, you can do that. Whether it's product based or service based or coaching, there, there's it doesn't matter what it is you are quote unquote promoting or selling. You have opportunities with joint venture partners out there. You just got to go and find them. Yeah, and you bring up a great point too. Um, so we definitely market. There, there are good ways to market and bad ways to market. That's kind of the point of the episode today. So I'd say next episode we're going to talk about marketing. So we'll cover all that. those things and more. Uh, just so you guys know. And, and ultimately, what I want you guys to think about with marketing too is that if you're simply leaning on one form of marketing, you're using it as a crutch. And that's not enough. That's not stability. So if we only do paid marketing or you only hire an ad firm, like you're not doing enough. Marketing is all about more pokers in the fire. Mm -hmm. So if Joe has one joint venture partner versus six, what situation do you honestly think is better? Like it's, it doesn't end with one. He doesn't go like, let's hook up with this dude. 
that's it. We're good. Right? No, it's how many can we work and, with? And, and it then, also, and it also depends. And we'll, we'll talk about this is how often are you going to that specific? Well, you should yeah. have different wells. So if you've got the joint venture, well, eventually that well could dry up a little bit. So, you mm -hmm. know, you start to go focus in other areas. Is it, Hey, when was the last? And I'll ask you guys this, be brutally honest. And, and by the way, when somebody buys from you, like right then and there at that moment, it's, it, it does not count. Yep. What counts is when was the last time you asked somebody for a referral? Be honest, because I tell you what, I ask this question often enough with some of my coaching clients and they go, uh, and so the answer is you don't. And we've just been going over this whole thing of why do you want to blow your brains out spending money when you have an existing database and or a community? I mean, you could call on them as long as you've earned the right to do so because, yep. uh, and I'll give you the example. I've had a, I've had real estate agents who, you know, bought a house and they come and see me, you know, a couple weeks after I, I move in and they're, they're not even interested as you could tell they're not there to see yeah. how, how, how are things going? They're, they're coming in with a question, which, you know, they can ask, but I ain't going to give them the referral question. Right now, if they were to stay in touch and hey, congratulations on the new home, send me a small gift, a little token of appreciation, not ask for a referral yet, and do a follow up call. Hey, you guys moved in, are all the boxes out? Okay, do you guys need a hand with anything in that regard? Okay, not ask for the referral. Maybe send me a newsletter, which quite honestly, I don't read. However, I, I get what they're trying to do, and you see where I'm going with this. They're 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 doing what they can to stay in touch. And then mm -hmm. they reach out, like reaching out with a paper newsletter saying, got referrals. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond on that. Here's my business card. Can you hand this out to somebody who needs a home? Like, exactly. No. <laughs> However, <laughs> if, if, if you, if you did a, Hey, wine and cheese event for people that have bought homes for me yeah. in the last year, my treat and yep. come tell you what. And then at the end of the event, it's like, Hey guys, Obviously, you know, one of the reasons why I brought you here is one, I want to give you an opportunity to say that I appreciate you. You've been able to help me and, and provide me with a lifestyle that, that I'm living. And I'd like to know, are you happy? And that's how you preface it. Are you happy? Or are you delighted with the level of service that you've received from me, even after you got your home sold or your home purchase? Mm -hmm. Great. Do you know other people? This is the only thing I want you to reflect on. Do you know other people that would like to be able to have this kind of experience when buying or selling a home? If, if you do, yep. please keep me in mind. I mean, Love my it. God. So the, the funny thing is we used to do in, uh, when I, when I owned my gym, a wine and wad, <laughs> which oh, was, nice. right yeah, on. or, or, uh, beers and bros, which would be like yeah. when we get together with like all the women in the gym or all the men in the gym. And, uh, that, that, turns into like, Hey, bring your friend with you. Right. And they can see yeah. like how fun it is. We're not Experience. your typical gym. Yeah, exactly. So think of it's it like this way. Bicycle group ride. Exactly. Like, Bikes and beers, man. Yeah. You can, you can think of it this way. I'll, I'll flip the bill. I'll pay all that. Now, now think about it. I just spent a thousand dollars on Facebook and I got zero return. Dude, a bunch of wine. Third you can spend a third less, of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 150 bucks. I got enough wine for all the ladies in the gym and then they can and bring a thrilled. friend and they love mm. it. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, 150, 300 bucks. I'm happy to spend that. Why? I mean, one, it's an enjoyable experience and I'm getting a, an opportunity to help them have a great experience. And two, they're probably going to bring friends who will probably join because they'd be like, wait, this is what your gym does. My gym just like chastises us if we eat a bagel. Like, no, we have way, <laughs> we have way more fun. <laughs> so it's it. like we provide yeah. that experience. So, you know what, guys, next episode, we're going to talk a ton about marketing uh, and, and like all the different methods that really, really work and not this nonsense hire an ad firm. If there's any takeaway at all, all we're saying is like, if you don't know who you're selling to, then your ad agency doesn't know who you're selling to. So please Hell don't no. waste your time or money. And chances are, if somebody guarantees you leads, they're lying. And if they get you leads, they're just numbers. They're not going to be good quality for you. It's going to be a waste of your time. So at the end of the day, please don't chase the numbers. Don't chase the leads. Chase the conversion of the right people. Correct. And we're going to talk more about how to uh, attract those right people in the right ways on the next episode. Uh, hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. I know like we're real passionate about this. It's just because we see this going on in the world. And I mean, I could probably uh, throw a rock in the air and hit a, a quote unquote marketing company on the head. Uh, oh, and yeah. maybe maybe you've been DM'd, sailed, you know, like somebody tried to sell you through your DMs on LinkedIn or whatever, probably twice a day I get stuff like that from marketing companies. I'm gonna help you yep. grow your business by a hundred leads this year. Like, no. No, thank you. Turn them down. Shut it down. Let's move to conversions and conversions of the right people. Let's do the right stuff. And let's ultimately help more people and sell more because of it. You got it. All right. That's all we got for you guys today. Uh, be sure to drop a five-star review if this was helpful and be subscribed for future episodes. We'll see you next week talking about marketing. Uh, Chaz, take us out.